Section 15 of the History Teachers Magazine, Volume 1, Number 4, December 1909. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. The History Teachers Magazine, Volume 1, Number 4, December 1909, by Various. Section 15 reports from the historical field walter h cushing editor history teachers associations for the convenience of its readers and to stimulate the work of the organization the magazine will print each month a list of the associations with the names and addresses of the secretaries the following list is admittedly incomplete will our readers help us fill in the gaps and keep us informed of the changes in the secretarial offices American Historical Association, W. G. Leland, Carnegie Institution, Washington, D.C., Secretary. American Historical Association, Pacific Coast Branch, J. N. Bowman, University of California, Berkeley, Secretary. California, Professor J. N. Bowman, Berkeley, Secretary. Indiana, Professor Harriet Palmer, Franklin, Secretary. Maryland, Mr. Robert H. Wright, Baltimore, Secretary. Middle States. Professor Henry Johnson, Teachers College, New York City, Secretary. Mississippi. Mr. H. M. Ivy, Flora, Secretary. Missouri. Professor Eugene Fair, Kirksville, Secretary. Nebraska. Professor C. N. Anderson, Kearney, President. New England. Mr. W. H. Cushing, South Framingham, Massachusetts, Secretary. New York Conference. L. R. Schuyler, City College, New York, Secretary. North Central. Mr. G. H. Gaston, Wendell Phillips High School, Chicago, Secretary. Trenton, New Jersey Conference. Sarah A. Dines, State Normal School, Secretary. Wisconsin. Gertrude Hull, West Division High School, Milwaukee, Chairman. In Colorado, Professor James G. Willard is Chairman of the Committee on Organization. In Louisiana, Professor Walter L. Fleming is most in touch with the movement. In North Dakota, Professor John M. Gillette of the University of North Dakota writes of steps taken to organize. The Washington teachers will organize at their next annual meeting. Wisconsin Association at the meeting of the Wisconsin State Teachers Association, held at Milwaukee on November 4th, 5th, 6th, it was voted to organize a Wisconsin History Teachers Association to meet at the same time and city as the State Teachers Association. The following committee was appointed to draw up a plan for the organization and to prepare the program for the next meeting. Miss Gertrude Hull, Chairman, Head of History Department, West Division High School, Milwaukee. Professor George C. Celery, Professor of History, University of Wisconsin, Madison. Professor Carl E. Prey, History Department, State Normal School, Milwaukee. Teachers of the state who are interested are invited to correspond with the chairman. Indiana Association. The Indiana History Teachers Association meets annually jointly with the Indiana Historical Society. The next meeting will be held at Indianapolis on April 29th and 30th, 1910. The officers for the present year are as follows. President Harlow Lindley, Professor of History, Earlham College.
Vice President J. Walter Dunn, Indianapolis. Secretary Treasurer, Miss Harriet Palmer, Franklin College, Franklin, Indiana. Aids to Visualization. A feature of the coming meeting of the American Historical Association in New York will be an exhibit at Teachers College of special aids to visualization in the teaching of history. The exhibit will consist of casts, models, pictures, historical albums, visualization charts, maps, plans, and other similar material, and of such apparatus as the stethoscope, the ordinary lantern, the reflectorscope, the microscope, and the motion picture lantern. The interesting and inexpensive models found in Germany and the French and German charts and albums will have a prominent place. A few types of recent foreign textbooks will also be included. In the main, only such aids as are now actually available for school use will be shown. The names of dealers and the cost of material will in each case be indicated. The aim of the exhibit is to answer as specifically as possible the questions usually asked by teachers who feel the need of greater emphasis on this aspect of historical instruction. New York Syllabus in Civics A revision of the New York State Syllabus in Civics is underway in charge of a committee consisting of Dr. William Fairley of the High School of Commerce, Brooklyn, Superintendent Frank D. Boynton of Ithaca, and Principal John L. Tildesley of the DeWitt Clinton High School. Ratings in History the following figures are taken from the Secretary's report of the June 1909 examinations of the College Entrance Board. Key. A. Number of candidates. B. Percent ratings 90 to 100. C. Percent ratings 75 to 89. D. Percent ratings 60 to 74. E. Percent ratings 50 to 59. F percent ratings 40 to 49, G, percent ratings 0 to 39, H, percent ratings 40 to 100, I, percent ratings 50 to 100, J, percent ratings 60 to 100. History. Ancient. 794 candidates. 0.4% rating 90 to 100, 7.5% rating 75 to 89, 33.1% rating 60 to 74, 12% rating 50 to 59, 17.8% rating 40 to 49, 29.2% rating 0 to 39, 41% rating 40 to 100, 53% rating 50 to 100, 70.8% rating 60 to 100. Medieval and Modern History 39 candidates, 0% rating 90 to 100, 2.6% rating 75 to 89, 17.9% rating 60 to 74, 12.8% rating 50 to 59. 10.3% rating 40 to 49, 56.4% rating 0 to 39, 20.5% rating 40 to 100, 33.3% rating 50 to 100, 43.6% rating 60 to 100. English History 394 candidates, 0.8% rating 90 to 100. 
7.3% rating 75 to 89, 31.7% rating 60 to 74, 10.9% rating 50 to 59, 16.8% rating 40 to 49, 32.5% rating 0 to 39, 39.8% rating 40 to 100, 50.8% rating 50 to 100, 67.5% rating 60 to 100. American History, 544 candidates, 1.8% rating 90 to 100, 8.3% rating 75 to 89, 28.7% rating 60 to 74, 11% rating 50 to 59, 18.2% rating 40 to 49, 32% rating 0 to 39, 38.8% rating 40 to 100, 49.8% rating 50 to 100, 68% rating 60 to 100. 1,711 total candidates. 0.9% rating 90 to 100, 7.6% rating 75 to 89, 31% rating 60 to 74, 11.5% rating 50 to 59, 17.5% rating 40 to 49, 31.4% rating 0 to 39, 39.6% rating 40 to 100, 51% rating 50 to 100, 68.6% rating 60 to 100. New England Association The annual meeting of the New England History Teachers Association was held in Boston on Saturday, October 16, 1909, Professor W.B. Monroe of Harvard presiding. The Massachusetts Historical Society again generously placed at the association's disposal Ellis Hall, and its rich and interesting collections. The subject of the morning session was the extent to which teachers should emphasize the ethical side in history teaching. The phase of the subject selected by Professor Henry Jones Ford of Princeton University was militarism and the peace movement. After adverting to Herbert Spencer's dictum that an industrial society and militarism are incompatible, Professor Ford demonstrated the falsity of that statement by instancing the cases of Switzerland and of Germany, where the harmonious development of both types is in progress. In Great Britain, there is a movement to promote military efficiency for the very purpose of promoting industrial efficiency. While many details of wars may, with profit, be omitted from our teaching, we cannot afford to ignore those great forces in the development of national life and character. The association was also fortunate in having present Professor Edward Meyer of the University of Berlin, who, in continuing the discussion, heartily endorsed Professor Ford's views, at the same time wondering how the question of eliminating the study of wars could ever have become so general in this country. We must not confound sentimentalism with ethics. The great responsibility laid on statesmen in a country of universal compulsory military service is a guarantee of no war except for good and unavoidable causes. The danger of war is less, he believed, than in a country with voluntary military service or in one with an army recruited from the lower orders of society. Germany's militarism is a guarantee of peace, as was shown by her attitude last year in the acute stage of the Austro-Servian controversy. 
Professor William MacDonald of Brown University, taking up Professor Meyer's question, how the movement against militarism has come about, suggested that it was owing in part to a movement to make things easy and agreeable, resulting, in the case of history teaching, in eliminating dates, memorizing, hard study of facts. Furthermore, the growth of emphasis on economic and social elements has tended to lessen the attention to political and military events. It is due also to a tendency to carry reform movements to extremes. Still, there is a question of what shall be done with the ethical side of history. Professor MacDonald doubted the value of singling out any study and making it the basis of ethical instruction. In teaching civil government, for instance, for good citizenship, we may fail to teach civil government. How shall the teacher deal with cases of the lie direct in history, followed by highly beneficial results? Or characters who have violated the laws of personal morality, and the results have apparently not been injurious to public welfare? These and similar questions the teacher would better leave untouched. History, except in advanced work, does not afford a good field for ethical instruction as such. The discussion was continued by Dr. Jesse M. Law of Springfield and Mr. J. C. S. Andrew of Lynn, the last speaker strongly combating the views of Professors Ford and Meyer. The guest of the association at the luncheon was Professor Albert Bushnell Hart of Harvard University, who spoke of the educational systems of certain places which he had visited in his recent trip around the world, speaking especially of the northwestern United States, the Philippines, and Japan. The following officers for the ensuing year were chosen. President, Professor L. B. Evans of Tufts College. Vice President, Susan Kingsbury of Simmons College. Secretary, Mr. W. H. Cushing of the High School, South Framingham, Massachusetts. These with Miss Margaret McGill of the Newton High School, Miss Harriet Toole of the Somerville High School, Professor W. S. Ferguson of Harvard University, and Mr. Arthur C. Boyden of the Bridgewater Normal School constitute the council. The next meeting of the association will be held on April 16, 1910. In all probability, the meeting will be held outside of Boston, someplace in New Hampshire being under consideration. Modifications in the report of the Committee of Seven recommended by the Northeast Association. In response to the request of the Committee of Five of the American Historical Association for recommendations of changes in the report of the Committee of Seven, the New England Association undertook a careful study of the situation in its section. Mrs. Blanche Evans Hazard was chairman of the committee, whose finding is ably summed up by Professor Kingsbury of Simmons College in a report of which the following are excerpts. One, it seems to be the general opinion that a modification of the report of the Committee of Seven, making more definite recommendations as to the work to be accomplished in ancient history, is most desirable. Contrary to the spirit of the Committee of Seven, the College Entrance Board examinations have presupposed, and the teachers have attempted an intensified study of the entire field of ancient history down to the time of Charlemagne. That this field of ancient history should be curtailed at the beginning, that topics be selected to be given at the end, and that certain periods should be treated less thoroughly, are illustrations of solutions submitted. 2. The question of a limitation of the course in medieval and modern history is practically answered by the statement that comparatively few of the schools do cover the entire field, and the printed report will reveal the changes actually made, some schools emphasizing medieval history, others modern or 19th century history. Furthermore, English history is often omitted altogether. It would seem desirable, therefore, that some more definite division and limitation of courses might be outlined than is now given in the report of the Committee of Seven. 
three the appointment by this organization of a committee to prepare an outline for the study of american civil government in secondary schools shows that this association favors the separation of the study of american history and of american civil government and this committee therefore submits to the national committee the printed pamphlet containing sample chapters of this outline as evidence of the endeavor it is making to improve the instruction in this subject four the college entrance examinations seem to render the work of the secondary schools burdensome and to force two years work in ancient history upon college preparatory classes the second year being given in the third or fourth year of the high school as a review or more intensified study of the subject thus precluding the opportunity for work in any other field of history but this hindrance should not be credited to the system of college entrance examinations this association suggests that the difficulty is rather in the diversity of college entrance examination questions than in the fact that such an institution exists and seems to favor uniform examinations and to approve a type of question which shall occupy middle ground between the character of the present harvard entrance examinations and those of the college entrance examination board five in general the critics of the recommendations of the committee of seven complain of the length of the field covered and to it attribute the apparent present failure of the teacher of history to impress upon the student a knowledge of fact and do not feel that such a weakness is due to the emphasis placed by that report upon the value of generalized knowledge but rather believe it has been of especial value in leading our teachers of history to develop power in our pupils two suggestions are made by this committee which may be considered constructive rather than critical it is proposed that a modification of the work given in the second and third years of the high school might be made along the following lines that the entire treatment of medieval and modern history to the close of the eighteenth century should be based on english history at the same time developing such important medieval institutions as feudalism and the church but with english history in the foreground rather than as heretofore with continental history in the foreground and that the third year should be devoted to a study of 19th century history with continental history in the foreground english history being treated incidentally such a suggestion is made not as having the unanimous approval of the association nor of the majority of the members of the association for such a ballot has been impossible but is presented to the national committee by a vote of the october meeting as worthy of its consideration it is quite proper and in fact to be expected that the association of new england history teachers should raise the question of industrial history since the report of the committee of seven was drafted a new type of school the industrial school has come to the front and is at the present moment being urged in massachusetts and in new jersey by state commissions and is being favored also by city and state boards of education in various parts of the united states the new england association therefore raises the question as to what history should be given in such schools directions for written work as used in the history department of meredith college raleigh north carolina the purpose of these directions is to save time and strength from so many oral explanations half of which are forgotten to save the time and nerves of the teacher in correcting papers and to help the english work as it is assumed that correct technical form is largely a matter of habit and when once acquired needs so little attention that the entire thought of the student may be given to the subject matter each set of directions is mimeographed and every student is given a copy to keep in her history notebook to make them a success takes time and persistent effort for the first few weeks but the results yield large dividends for the remainder of the year while if one is so fortunate as to have the same students for more than one year the results are even greater mary shannon smith directions for special college history papers 
1. Make a bibliography of your subject on cards and arrange by authors alphabetically, indicating source and secondary material. A. Make as complete a list of available material as possible before taking any notes. B. Copy this later with annotations, leaving a line between each reference, and hand in with paper. 2. In taking notes, keep in mind what you will use. A. Follow directions for notebook work. B. Put notes at the end of the paper. 3. Before writing, look over a copy of the American Historical Review for form. 4. Make an outline of what you are to write, leaving a line between each large topic. Hand this in with completed paper. 5. In writing, try to know your subject so that you will be able to express yourself with ease. 6. Be careful for margins and paragraphs. Write on one side of the sheet only. 7. Leave the last four lines on each page for footnotes. Note, in writing footnotes, skip one line and use the last three. Make the references as definite as in notebook work. Number your footnotes from one on each new page. 8. Use ruled paper and fasten all your work together with a brass fastener. Directions for History Papers Preparatory Department 1. Do not crowd the top of the page or begin to write before the first ruled line. 2. The first page should contain a. The subject of the paper b. Books consulted 1. These should be arranged alphabetically with a line between each reference giving author, book, pages read 2. The student will need to read many more pages than she intends to write in order to get enough good material for the paper. 3. The second page should contain an outline of the paper with important points in large topics and minor points in subtopics. A. Leave a line between each large topic. B. Have each subtopic indented and equally distant from the margin. 4. Try to know your subject so that you will be able to express yourself with ease. A. Write a brief paragraph of introduction. B. Get your facts from books, but tell them in your own words. C. Give most space to what is most important. 5. After writing your paper, add definite references in the margin to the sources from which you gained your material, giving author, title of book underlined, and pages cited. Directions for History Notebooks 1. All history students must use loose-leaf notebooks. 2. All notes in and out of class must be taken in ink. Do not take notes with pencil and then copy. It wastes time. The book is for use. 3. Outline your work. A. Put the heading of each new chapter at the top of a fresh sheet and begin each distinct subject on a new page. B. Leave a margin of an inch and a half and indent each paragraph one inch more. C. Leave a line between each large topic and allow several lines after each subject for note-taking in the class. 4. Take most of your notes in abstract form. Take only important points in exact words and then use quotation marks. A. When taking reading notes, put in the margin author, title of book underlined, and pages cited. B. When quoting from a compiled source book, give the real author and work from which the extract is taken, then the source book and pages. C. Every history student should be familiar with Perry's, a punctuation primer with notes on the preparation of a manuscript, American Book Company, 30 cents. Note. 
pages 24 through 47, and 73 to 93 required. Proportion of time to be spent in note-taking. Preparatory courses, one-third of the time. College courses, one-half of the time. Note, this does not apply to specially prepared history papers. End of section 15.